Folks, uh, we're just going to go sideways uh, this episode because uh, I asked, unfairly, I, I posed a question uh, in the last, in the dying minutes of the last innings, if you like, and, um, and it related to the idea that I think, and I'm actually going to speak for myself here, I think sometimes uh, some of my pursuits are related to not being content with what I have and, and not being content with some of the simplicity of if I, if I went deep on these few things, then more significance will be there, but I, I'm trying different things because it might be over there or it might be over here. And, and, I, and I think, um, you know, th- th- there's, there's layers of envy there, there's, there's layers of discontentment, and, and I wonder whether the essence, and my, this was part of my question, you know, the essence of who we are is, you know, are, are we content in our relationship with Christ? Are we content with Christ and where Christ has planted us? That some of us are earthen vessels for noble purposes, some for ignoble. But... The short story is, you know, uh, we, we get so many images and so many ideas about something better than what we have that we tend to not be in the space we're meant to be. And so there's, there's many different things that I'd love to kind of tangent off in regard to this. But straight away, Peter shared a verse which is going to sound heavy-hitted and heavy-handed, but, it, you know, may I remind you, it is in Scripture. So uh, fire away with that, Peter. Yeah, we ended the last session by just spurting out James chapter 4. And it says those conflicts and disputes among you, and I would change that also to those conflicts and disputes within you, because the end of chapter 3 says the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. So we know that peace is inner before it's outer, And then he goes on to say, those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Joppo, I want to give uh, two house examples. Firstly, I was watching... Grand designs. Oh, houses in house. House isn't not not in house, but physical house building examples. Oh, oh, right, okay. So I was watching Grand Designs, and this couple were building a house on a nine hundred thousand dollar property they'd purchased on the Isle of Wight. He had had a near death experience and was in a coma for nine days. When he came out of the coma, him and his wife decided life is short. Let's build the dream home because you only live once. And I'm thinking, wow. I think uh, my near-death experience would take me in a different direction. So they built this house. Their budget was 800000 By the time they finished, it was $2.4 million, and they had, wait for it, 12 different mortgages and loans. No. They were in this house, and now they couldn't enjoy it because everywhere he looked, every time he went into his office as an accountant, every time he opened his bank statement, there was a reminder of what this house had cost them. Time is short. Let's load ourselves up with debt. And so in the middle of it, in the middle of it, they actually had this realisation, you know, what have we done? And then they kept telling themselves, oh, we're living to fulfil our lives. What a lie. Yeah. The second example of houses, I was listening to 891 ABC in the afternoon a couple of months ago when I came across a phrase I'd heard for the first time, and it was called real estate porn. And they were talking about real estate porn as being when we look uh, at realestate.com or domain.com.au 
and we look at other houses or we look in real estate brochures and we're looking at houses that we don't have, that we don't live in, in suburbs that are different than ours and we wish that we could have that. Now, uh, this is a little bit close to home because there probably isn't a day that goes by where I don't spend 15 or 20 minutes looking on the realestate.com app to the point where my wife Julie has asked me if I'm thinking of shifting and I have promised her that I won't. But then I say things like, you know, a newer house, a house with a smaller yard, when, remember, it was only three years ago I wanted a house with a bigger yard, and all of a sudden I realised what's happening here is a discontentment with where we're at. So as I ask the father the question, Father, what is there about you that I'm missing? Yeah. And what is there about you in relation to me that I'm missing that has me acting like this? Mm. And so I come to scriptures like this one in James, and while I haven't committed murder, <laughs> I realise that envy, coveting, wanting something that we don't have, are base positions that can destroy a contentment and a peace within us with where we're at. They are actually part of what is spoken about by Jesus in John 10. The devil comes to rob, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. I've come that you may have abundant life. Abundant life is accepting what a beautiful place we live in. The Holy Spirit has planted us here for a reason. And so the antidote to envy and the antidote to coveting is actually realising the truth of what uh, what James 4 says, you covet something and cannot obtain it. So you engage in disputes and conflicts. Then he says you do not have because you do not ask. <clears throat> so in the middle of this financial uh, crisis, taking out these 12 different loans, uh, the couple in Grand Designs, when, when uh, the compere said to them, what are you going to do about it? He said, pray. Well, pray like mad. Pray that God will come through. Pray that God will bless us. And I'm sitting there thinking, mate, uh, you, in your greed, your envy, your coveting, your mistaken response to a life and death experience is to ask God to come and bless your, well, 3.5 million, including land endeavour. Wow. Uh, you see, my, my Heavenly Father's not like that. And uh, I, can, I can talk to my Heavenly Father about anything. And everything, just like I can talk to my earthly father about anything and everything. But because I've got a good relationship with my earthly dad, if I wanted $50,000 from him, I wouldn't go and say, oh, dad, Julie and I want to take a cruise. Can we've got $50,000? Can we have $50,000? That's an offense to my father. Mm -hmm. Even if I said, oh, dad, we need a, a, a holiday. Can we have $50,000? I think he'd say, you know what, son, probably, probably, probably not. If I said, we need a new car, can we have 50000 He might say, look, son, um, probably time at the age of 56, you're looking after your own car. If I said to him, Dad, uh, can we have $50,000 because we want a deposit for a house? And here's the reasons. I think he'd probably say, you know what, son, let, let me think about that. If I went to him and said, Dad, can I have $50,000 because Julie's kidney's shot and that's what it's going to cost, he'd say, are you sure 50000 is enough? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you more if you need it. Yeah, that's good. In other words, knowing the Father and knowing his heart and being in relationship with him is the key to understanding James when he says, you do not have because you do not ask. 
So if I ask from a covetous heart and from a heart full of envy, I'm actually seeking to manipulate God to my own desires and to my own wishes rather than saying, Father, what is there that you would have me do? Where have you placed me? What doors are you opening? Now, the Father has placed Julie and I in Mount Torrens. So the secret to contentment is not me asking for a million that we can go and live in Hyde Park. The secret is to say, Father, what is there about you and me that I'm not understanding that is causing me to act this way? Show me, reveal it to my heart so that, so that I can bring it before you. And then, then we understand what Paul is talking about in uh, Philippians chapter 4. I'm referring, uh, I've learned to be content with what I have. Yeah. That contentment is actually something that's learned. Yeah. So it's a, a key question that I, that I have um, brewing in me is, what, what effect does discontentment, envy, pursuing, trying to procure those things that we desire have on our ability to be present and live a life of being a sent one from the kingdom? How, how, how does it affect you? Great question, Craig. And for those of you who haven't listened to the previous four sessions, uh, the topics we've looked at are making the most of the time in terms of being wise and, and simplicity, having margins in our life and entering into rest. What envy and coveting and lack of contentment do is rob us of rest. It then has us filling every moment trying to pursue things that the Father, in his goodness and wisdom, may not be wanting to give us. So that's why it's a robber, because it's robbing us of abundant life. Yeah. So, so it's important that uh, we travel in community to, to ask each other how we're going in these areas, to, uh, to be honest with each other. And so, so Julie actually brought this up uh, with Robin and Robin the other day, that Peter's been back on realestate.com. And Big Robin looked me in the eye and he says, how, how are you going with this? Mm -hmm. And I said, I think it's okay because I know that we're meant to be where we are. Yeah. And, uh, but since then, and since he asked that question, I've been reflecting and I've been asking, Holy Spirit, am I kidding myself? Um, you know, am I being really honest about this? Yeah. Uh, continue to speak to me. I'm your son. And, and, and he's not speaking to me in a condemning way. I don't feel condemned at all. He's saying, Peter, I really want to get to the bottom of this and, and, and I want to continue to grow your identity and I want to continue to grow your trust that I've placed you where you are and I want you to enjoy where you are uh, and, and not be constantly, you know, that when and then thinking we're yeah, talking about yeah. wishing you were somewhere else. Yeah. So uh, the things we've been speaking about are as real for me as they are for every single other person. It's not I'm speaking about these because I'm beyond them. Yeah. I'm speaking about them because I'm in the midst of them. Yeah, yeah. So if I've disillusioned you about me, uh, bad, bad luck. <laughs> Fantastic. We've achieved our purpose. That's the end of, that's the, that's the end of the podcast series. Uh, look, something that's come out of this too is as we've been talking around this, and once again, I'm doing a great job at kind of throwing these things at the end of an episode, um, is the idea, and, and, and I've been thinking about this you know, prior to today, and that is um, we, we are ambassadors from another realm, and that realm is the kingdom of God. Um, it's a parallel dimension in the sense that we're here, both in the kingdom, but we're citizens here on earth. And and the worldly system, as some people would describe, the Babylonian system, is seeking to tie us down, to have us working on an alternative purpose to our intrinsic purpose that is in Christ. And I reckon, Peter, you tell me if I'm wrong here, maybe it can't be just a succinct answer, but I reckon finances 
uh, are one of the key things that holds us back from pursuing what we know we ought. Is that the right word? We, what, what we know we could, 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 you know, we're, we're called to do essentially. And so I think one of the one of the the best stewardship points that we need to make amongst those of us who are in the kingdom of God is: Are we untangling ourselves from the Babylonian system? Now that seems a bit heavy-handed, but do you think it's a worthwhile topic? I reckon it's a podcast. I reckon it's the next one. Now we're we're here. Let's do it. Um, Sign off for this time and uh, we'll see you next time around.